0: How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. So welcome to the Wellness and Wahala podcast. And for those of you tuning in for the first time, Wahala and Nigerian Pigeon English means issues and problems. So we give you great public health tips on how to overcome various Wahala. And I have a special guest today. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. Uh, You're most welcome. (laughs) Her name is Sadia Anjum Ajrafi. And she is from Bangladesh. And she has a bachelor's in pharmacy, also a master's in pharmacy, and a master's in public health. So very smart, correct person. (laughs) And she's currently doing her PhD, her doctorate, at the Department of Community Health at the University of Illinois, my alma mater in Urbana-Champaign. And she's conducting research and she'll talk to you more about um, the research that she's working on, um, renal and cardiovascular disease research um, in the laboratory. And and she's under the supervision, um, her mentor, Dr. Kenneth Willough. So I want you um, to talk, just give us an overview of some of the things um, that you're working on right now. And thank you so much once again for joining the podcast show, Wellness and Wahala.
1: Thank you so much Um, So right now um, as you told that uh, I work in renal and cardiovascular disease uh, Research laboratory in the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. So uh, my lab mainly works with um, People suffering from chronic kidney disease Especially we are focused uh, more um, on uh, people going through dialysis, especially Mm -hmm. hemodialysis So we try to um, do some interventions on this uh, uh, like on this population uh, so that we can
0: improve their quality of life and reduce their mortality so that's what we do nice nice so that brings me to my first question um like what is the the, the demographics are a lot of minorities affected um more with chronic kidney disease and what are the risk factors
1: Okay. Um. In that case, I think um I want to tell there are a lot of risk factors, but okay. uh, to measure risk factors are uh, diabetes and uh, hypertension. Mm. So people who suffer more on diabetes or hypertension, so uh like they are more prone to have um, chronic kidney disease, and also if someone has uh, chronic kidney disease in. Uh, his family so that people is also more prone to have this disease in fact as you told like Mm -hmm. certain ethnic groups or race are more um, like prone to have this disease Mm -hmm. for an example like african americans are like more prone to have chronic kidney disease than
0: caucasians Mm -hmm. so So, and that brings me to the importance of screening so if you know that um that you're african-american or you are a high risk meaning that you have a history of chronic kidney disease in your family or diabetes or hypertension um that you should even before you die, get you know di- diagnosed you shouldn't wait i think if you have a history um isn't it isn't it good to try to get screening early um to be able to diagnose it early so you can Try to even prevent um, some of the 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 chronic um, tra- tragic things that can happen if you diagnose too late.
1: Yes, um, I think you told it right. Um, so the most. Uh, problematic thing of chronic kidney disease is that the symptoms are quite non-specific. It means that like the symptoms are quite similar to the symptoms of other diseases. Okay. So uh, it's very hard in early stages to tell that if the patient is suffering from chronic kidney disease or not. And kidney has a special capability to adapt or compensate with its loss function. So um, like in most of the cases, uh, the signs and symptoms are appeared when it's already very late and it's already uh, significant damage in kidney. Uh, so, but still, I think there are a few tests uh, which are done uh, like for diagnosis of chronic kidney disease. Uh, for an example, um, I think blood pressure reading and even test and another test is uh, um, EGFR test, like the full form is estimated glomerular uh, filtration rate test. So these are some tests which one can
0: do um, for the earlier uh, diagnosis of chronic kidney disease. Okay. And of course, um, you said some pre-existing conditions like diabetes and hypertension. So also trying to make sure um, if, if you have those um pre-existing conditions um to make sure that you know you're you're taking the right treatment so what type of treatment options are available for like end stage kidney disease um that are available for people that that have it okay um
1: i think um yeah like at first I, a little bit uh, talk about the early stage of a chronic kidney disease so okay. uh, if it is diagnosed earlier in that case the physicians try to treat the risk factors like um, if it is possible. For an example, if um, the patient is diabetic, in that case, uh, controlling the diabetes or blood sugar level, and if uh, the uh, the patient is hypertensive, in most of the cases, they're hypertensive. Mm -hmm. So in that case, controlling their hypertension, Mm -hmm. so uh, the doctors try to uh, treat that thing in the early stages. But uh, oftentimes, it is diagnosed at very, uh, like, very late stages um, when the kidney is supposed to stop working. So um, that stage we call end-stage kidney disease. So in that case, um, like there are three available treatment options. Uh, So one is peritoneal dialysis. um, Another is uh, hemodialysis. And and the third one is um, the transplantation so um the peritoneal dialysis is something um is a a method when um a dialysis solution is introduced in the peritoneal cavity and this solution absorbs the waste products uh, from the body and then the solution is drawn from the body drawn Mm -hmm. out from the body and a hemodialysis one is a very widely spread one a lot of people use that um, and in hemodialysis mm-hmm. uh, there is an um, artificial external machine called, called dialyzer so all the blood of human body is pulled uh, from the body and sent to the dialyzer and the dialyzer um, it um, filters all the waste products from the blood and the excess amount of uh, like water from the blood and um, then um, like the purified blood is also then sent uh, to the body again
0: and it's, so it's a purifier like a purifier yes kind okay. of. okay purifier.
1: and uh, the third one is transplantation and as i told like the transplanting kidney so a lot of people desire for that but the problem mm-hmm. of Uh, this option is that, like, getting an appropriate donor is really hurt in that case. So,
0: yeah. Oh, yes. So, that leads me um, to my next one, especially because I know a lot of people um, in my family or friends or family that have had, you know, um, this type of um, disease. And um, I wanted you to talk about, like, some of the complications of like, hemodialysis, um, treatment? Um, yeah, like,
1: there are a lot of complications in hemodialysis treatment, so, um, like, firstly, um, what I tell what actually kidney do, like, um, I know, like, a lot of people know about the function of kidney, so kidney, like what it does that it uh, filters uh, all the waste products from the body and the excess amount of water from the body and excretes through urine from the body. Mm-hmm. As a result, our body works um, properly. But uh, when uh, there is dial- like there is uh, chronic kidney disease, at that time, kidney gradually loses its function and when people come in dialysis in that time kidney kind of stops its whole function so Mm. um, like all the waste products remains within our body and um, all the excess amount of fluid remains in our body whatever we drink kind of it remains with our body so these are the thing happens yeah so um, wow So, it's it's really a very bad thing. So, what happens that uh, as it cannot excrete all the toxins and the waste products from the body, so our body develops a lot of toxins. As a result, we have, like, the patients have um, disease like gout, anemia, hypertension, metabolic acidosis, which is an uh, electrolyte disorder. So, these types of problems happen and as uh, the kidney cannot excrete the excess amount of water from the body Mm -hmm. so um like kind of uh it accumulates water so there is water everywhere within the body so there is water um, inside uh, like uh, the tissue um, um, on the spaces around cells kind of everywhere so um like the body becomes fluid overloaded and um so when uh, the body becomes fluid overloaded it increases the blood pressure of patients and also um uh, like it gives an extra stress on hurt as a result heart cannot pump properly okay. and heart dirt like damaging and mm. um whenever uh, like patient is suffering from fluid overload for a long period of time in that case um, the heart become enlarged and that mm. uh, yeah
0: like you know like it becomes bigger kind of yes because- yes <laughs> i've heard about so, the heart enlargement but i didn't know i didn't know how it was linked so yes so so mm-hmm. when the kidney it, it breaks down it starts affecting the heart oh wow yeah yes yeah, like is really kind of a weird thing when I also
1: first time knew about that I was surprised yeah so uh, so when the heart enlargement happened it increases um, the risk of heart attacks and also as I told high blood pressure it is a very big problem in these patients and um, these patients also um, like feel fatigue cramping malnutrition mm-hmm. And there is one uh, more important thing I want to tell. So, um, so the dialysis patients uh, mm-hmm. uh, also um, like um, face uh, mineral and bone disorder, which is another type of um, disease. So the reason um, why they develop this because um, like as their kidney cannot function properly. So uh, what like when they are having high amount of phosphorus it remains within the body and this high Mm. amount of phosphorus causing this disorder and um, it is um, a reason behind a lot of mortality in these patients and also yeah and like another thing called vascular calcification okay Uh, if you have heard about that yes yes okay so yeah i think you have heard about that so in in this disease like um like the blood vessels are calcified calcium is deposited in the uh, like blood vessels and uh, arteries become stiff and it is also a like large cause of um, cardiovascular death so
0: all these problems happen yep so wow so that leads me to at least a more positive point of um, what can people do Um, When they do have this, um, as far as like self-care management, um, nutrition, and, you know, if possible, you know, some of them that are very bad, um, if they're lucky and they're able to get like a kidney match um, and get a kidney transplant. um, So some of them, um, I know there are some positive cases of of people surviving, but um, it takes a lot of work. So can you talk about like the self-care management and the nutrition of people that have this type of chronic um, kidney disease yeah sure
1: um thank you for asking a very important question um so um the thing is that uh, do you want to know about the self-care management of the dialysis or the early stages also
0: both both
1: okay thank you so I think in cases of uh, the early stages of um, chronic kidney disease I tell that um, um, people should have control of over their blood pressure okay. and they should have control over their blood glucose level they should limit their sodium sodium consumption and for a healthy population uh, it should be less than 2,000 milligram okay. they should exercise. And um, they should keep their body weight in control, and okay. they should have uh, medications as prescribed. Okay. And um, and overall cooperating with the physician and healthcare team. Okay. And this is the uh, this is for the early stages of chronic kidney. Like this is for the patients who are suffering from the early stages of chronic kidney disease. Okay. But. Um, mm-hmm. Like for the patients who are suffering from um, the end stage of chronic kidney disease or hemo, for the hemodialysis patients, uh-huh. I think um, like it is much more um, like, uh, restricted. So they should limit their sodium content to uh, less than 1500 milligram. Okay. Uh, whereas in the healthy population, it is less than 2000 milligram as I told okay. um, earlier. Yeah. So and um, and the reason behind is that because um, if, like high sodium content induces thirst, and uh-huh. uh, this, yeah, um, I don't know. Like I I, I think that um, as you have family members in your family, you can realize, you can imagine those things, like pretty much. Yeah. You can find that uh, dialysis patients are often telling that they are thirsty um, like because uh, like the, like, uh, it's a very big complications for these patients most of the time they are thirsty because they are like they are really on a very um, strong fluid restricted diet, diet uh... yes so um, mm. whenever they are having high sodium consumption this thirst uh, in- increased a lot and uh, they mm. cannot stop um, Uh, like uh, they cannot resist drinking water and uh, it increases uh, their fluid overload a lot and as i discussed earlier about the problems related to fluid overload uh, that this fluid overload causes mortality in these patients so um, that is one issue and i think they should definitely listen to their dietitian okay and they should limit their phosphorus contents too because, uh, as I told, that phosphorus mm-hmm. content causes mineral and bone disorder. Okay. Okay. And this, they, sh- they should uh, also limit the potassium content. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, overall, I would advise them um, to, like, avoid unprocessed food. Okay. Sorry, avoid processed food and have unprocessed food. So more organic
0: so- fruits and vegetables?
1: No, or- it's different it's different no, no, okay yes so organic is quite different okay so i think like processed food means the food you find on package where like um
0: like canned foods food. and yes and frozen and all that okay
1: no frozen food is not bad but it's not um, bad. okay it's not it's not but like the canned
0: pre-processed like foods
1: yes okay so the the canned food contains a lot of preservatives. So, mm-hmm. if you're having food that is containing a lot of preservatives, uh, so this type of processed food, for an example, lunch meat, then um, like uh, sausage, hopefully, then uh, con like um, maybe cold cuts. So these types of foods are processed food, where a lot of um, preservatives and additives are added so these types of of foods are really bad for um, these patients okay so uh, they should avoid processed food and canned food uh, rather than they should have fresh unprocessed food like fresh tomato like avoid uh, canned tomato just have fresh tomato i think or uh, like avoid uh, cold cut just have fresh meat something like that you know? okay
0: okay and most of that. them they'll have um like a care plan like a you know diet a nutrition plan that they would have to to follow a strict plan basically yes but you know like
1: uh, yeah they have to follow a strict plan but uh, the most important thing is that as this these patients uh, uh, don't know about the importance of having unprocessed food, though they are following the strict plan, they are not physically healthy because they don't okay. know that they cannot eat canned food. You know, okay. they're having canned food, they're having processed food, and it is affecting their body because this canned food contains a lot of sodium, this yes. canned food contains a lot of phosphorus. Yes. And, you know, like, the phosphorus is present in um dairy products too
0: yes but the,
1: yeah but those phosphorus are not as harmful as the phosphorus uh, which is present
0: in the canned food yes. in the aditi so like so that's so, a key point so not you know not knowing um you know that processed foods are you know are a big issue and then even also um you know even eating out like i know um some relatives in-laws i'm not that you know basically you know even eating outside like they don't necessarily eat outside because they don't know you know if the restaurant you know is preparing meals with you know some processed food so it's safer um it was um actually one of um the people in my family it was my aunt's uncle I mean, my aunt's husband, which is, um, you know, I call him uncle, even though he's an in-law, but he passed um, recently, but, you know, he was really picky about his food. Like he doesn't eat outside, you know, um, you know, my aunt cooks the food or um, maybe his sisters like a relative, but, you know, he doesn't eat out (laughs) because he doesn't, you know, he doesn't know what you know what they what they process or what they use you know or the rest how it's prepared Yes. right yes. that's not that's un- that's not under your control mm-hmm. but at least what you prepare in your house um mm-hmm. is more under your control so things like that too so he was very picky um about eating outside
1: i think like you will be surprised to know that uh, for, like i like when I I first came to know about this issue, I was also surprised. So, mm-hmm. I do you know about the sausage? So, mm-hmm. like the sausage, like one sausage contain kind of 650 milligram of um, um, what's it called? Like a sodium. Wow. Just think, if yeah. someone is having three sausage, they yeah. cannot have more.
0: <laughs> Nothing like, else, basically.
1: Yeah, sodium. Yeah, yeah. Just, that is their like. Their whole sodium limit is full if the patient is dialysis patient. Right. So just think about those things. Like we didn't know about all those things, but if you are just avoiding sausage, in that case, if you're having fresh meat, uh, maybe like you have, uh, you can have, uh, you have more option to eat, you know, Mm -hmm. but still you are going to be healthy.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: Thought on that. It's not a very big problem in that case. But if if you're having sausage, in that case, if for your other meal, you cannot have anything.
0: Right, right. Oh, I didn't know. To <laughs> See, so that's and, why it's, it's good to have experts like you to, to you know, give people information, you know, because and, and that's where the wahala comes in. A lot of people face a lot of um, wahalas, which is issues and problems because of lack of information, you know, and knowledge. Like I didn't even know. Some of the things um, that you pointed out and you know just preventive methods just not just for um for chronic kidney disease but there's a lot of associated other diseases you know um cancer and you know cardiovascular disease that it, you know having a healthy diet and you know if you're obese um, and you're not exercising like at least the other uh, mortalities um so you know so ha- having a healthy diet um, and, and watching your nutrition and what you eat, um, especially if you have um, pre-existing conditions that run in your family, like cardiovascular or hypertension or diabetes, or you know kidney, um, that nutrition and exercise and just a lot of these self-care um, management um, tools that you talked about is, is very important. Um, but it's cross-cutting, not just for this disease, I think it's for a lot of chronic diseases
1: yes and um i would love to tell about one information which patients can keep in mind whenever they are choosing their food for an example uh, okay. everyone is surprised to know that uh, like um uh, they can they should have a low sodium food but they don't know how to choose a low sodium food so in mm-hmm. that case uh, just read the lab uh, label so just uh, if you find that uh, the calorie content is um, like higher than the sodium content, mm-hmm. in that case, that is a low sodium food and you can have that. And if you feel that the calorie content is lower um, than the sodium content per serving size, in that case, you feel that you, you have to understand that that is a high sodium food
0: and you should mm-hmm. have that. Okay. That is that a good is- tip. So basically, mm-hmm. you know, making sure, and I do that now, um, but I didn't know that before. But um, even for, for like my daughter, you know, I just say, you know, we always look at the back um, of each of the things that we're buying, the ingredients, and knowing, you know, how much sodium, how much sugar, and and you know, things like that that are not really too good for us. <laughs> um, <Yes. laughs> so to understand that. But just like you said, the calorie size, like if it's if it's you know less than the the overall, but if it's if it's higher then we probably should stay away so that is a very very um key point so are there any other problems um that you wanted to discuss about um, hemodialysis patients and what they face um
1: yeah like uh, pretty much i discuss about everything so mostly yes. the biggest problem of them is they're like uh, their quality of life they have very low quality of life and mm-hmm. uh, they have high mortality they have depression so that is a very big problem in these patients
0: ah yeah so mental health so are a lot of them referred to like mental health and psychiatrists for
1: support uh in dialysis clinic uh, the um worker Okay. Uh, so in that case the social worker works with them um so that it mm-hmm. like uh, they can overcome depression and their mental health issues also okay. um so but um like my lab is doing some work to reduce uh, their depression so yeah we are doing That's some good um,
0: can you talk yeah. more
1: about that how your lab is um
0: is working on that
1: Yes, like we are doing a VR, like a virtual reality-based study. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are um, like seeing if a virtual re- a reality-based study can reduce this patient's depression level and uh, can um, make them physically more active. So we are looking at that. Um, and also like, um, as I told you before that our lab does a lot of works uh which can improve their physical function and in, uh, improve their quality of life uh, so yep and yeah
0: nice nice well thank you so much um for sharing all these great facts and advice to avoid um wahala when it comes to chronic um kidney disease and also um, hemodialysis so how can people reach you? they wanted to contact you um for more questions uh okay
1: um i think uh, they can email me so i told okay. that if someone is really interested uh, to know more about what my lab is uh, like what my lab yes. does and, yes um, like about the interventions um um, of our lab, or wanted to talk with me about um, dialysis or chronic kidney disease, they are more than welcome. So they can uh, email me in my two email addresses. So I can give my two email addresses. So okay. one is my institutional email address. So that is um, Ashrafi three at illinois dot edu. So A S H R A F I three At I L L I N O I S dot E D U. Okay. And another is Ashrafi Trisha at Gmail dot com. So it is A S H R A F I T R I S H A at Gmail dot com. And another one is um like my facebook so anyone can uh, reach me through my facebook and they can search me um writing my name so my full name is s-a-d-i-a-a-n-j j J for january u-m uh anjum and ashrafi a-s-h-r-a-f-i sadia anjum ashrafi
0: yep thank you thank you sadia it was an honor and a pleasure to have you on the Wellness and Wahala podcast. And I would like to leave everybody with an African you, proverb Tommy. of the week. Thank you. And the African proverb says, health is a relationship between you and your body. Once again, the African proverb says, health is a relationship between you and your body. So we need to, you know, do our part to get the right information and Sadia has provided us with valuable information that you can help yourself or even help others within your network, friends and family um, that are at high risk of, of getting this chronic kidney disease. So thank you once again, Sadia. And I wish everybody know Wahala this week. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Tommy. Take thank care. You. you too. Bye. Bye.